Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We've got some fun and some soul-deep music for today's Song of the Soul. My guest is a local musician from the Chippewa Valley region here in west-central Wisconsin. Bryce Black is perhaps best known in the region for the work he does repairing old-style water-pumping windmills. But he has delighted folks for years with his sometimes whimsical, sometimes profound songs. By the time you hear this, Bryce will have been on stage at the Mabel Tainter Theater in Menominee, May 31st, for a combined CD release party with compatriots and musical co-workers Yatta and Timothy Young. Sheer Caffeine is the new CD for Bryce and Yatta Penovich, and we have with us today, for Song of the Soul, Bryce Black. Hey Bryce, I'm so glad that you can join me for Song of the Soul. Well, I'm glad to be here, Mark. Now, I just got your performance last night at Unity Christ Center. You, It was Bryce, Yada, and Young. How long have you been performing with these guys? Bryce, Young, and Yada is how we usually put it. I've been performing with Yada on and off for 25 years, and uh, Tim and Yada have been performing together for a couple of years, and Yada proposed that we kind of mix our act up together, and we figured out it worked. So we've been doing that for a couple of years. You would not describe your full-time income as coming from your music, would you? Not yet. Maybe not ever. No, I'm my day job is I have a business repairing water pumping windmills. 
Did you ever want to be a professional musician? Did you want to become one of the famous rock and rollers or folk musicians or something of your day? Oh, yeah. I still fantasize that I could maybe... It'd be nice to at least achieve modest level of success and financial independence and uh, be able to fix windmills just because I want it to, not because I have to. When was it that you wrote your first song? Probably when I was in high school or maybe even junior high. Probably the first song I can remember is writing as I put music to a song out of The Lord of the Rings put music to the Elvish, and then I translated the Elvish into English and had the English verse as well. Did you play an instrument back then? Have you played a number of instruments? I play air guitar real good. I think I play the jug real good, but some people, you know, the jug is kind of held in esteem even below banjos and bagpipes. So I bang on the piano a little bit mostly just to figure out what the chords of a song are, and then I try to recruit somebody who can actually play an instrument when I do it in public. Well, you do that performing frequently with Yada, I've noticed over the years. Are there other people you've been accompanied by? Yeah, I've collaborated with Bruce O'Brien from Eau Claire. He and I played together on and off for a couple of years, and uh, we were part of a jug band called the Je ne sais quoi jug band. This spring, I also put together a jug band that Bruce was in, and Kari and Lisa of the Ditch Lilies were in it. We called ourselves Sliced Bread, and we went up to Minneapolis to uh, compete in the 26th annual Battle of the Jug Bands. We did not come home with the coveted waffle iron, which is the grand prize, but we got honorable mention for having the best song list. So we felt pretty good about it. Actually, probably one of my main uh, musical venues right now is I am part of a group called the Traveling Shoes Gospel Choir. It's based in Pepin, Wisconsin. And we uh, sing uh, mostly African-American gospel music, uh, even though uh, we're all pretty much severely pigmentally challenged. We uh, sing this rockin', soul-stirring, make-you-want-to-get-up-and-boogie kind of gospel music, and we uh, have a great time doing it. There's like 70 people in the choir, some of whom would drive 60, 70 miles every week to get to sing this kind of music. We've got a great little community of people who love making music together, and when we perform in public, we do benefits, uh, mostly for area food shelves and other community groups In the two years that we've existed, we've raised over $20,000 for charitable causes. Sounds like you must be pretty good in order to raise that much money. I guess it must be a good group. I've not heard you. Maybe I'll have to invite the whole group on my show sometime. If you know anybody in Eau Claire who is doing uh, fundraising to feed the hungry or other worthy causes for that, you could steer them our way. We, We like to add new venues to our list. Well, let's dive into your music. I'm going to ask you about your religious spiritual background on the way. But let's start with your first song, which is What I Need. I heard you perform it last night. This song goes quite a ways back in your history. When did you write it? What was it about? Yeah, I probably wrote this song in uh, 1990, give or take a year. 
I guess uh, maybe what inspired it was some difficulties I was going through uh, in a very important relationship to me, and I, I just noticed myself. I, I write a lot of my songs when I'm driving, and at that time I had a job three days a week that I drove to that was about 30 miles away, so I spent a lot of time in my car, and I'd be kind of stewing over stuff that was going on in my life that I didn't feel was going the way I wanted it to go, and I'd find myself sort of muttering under my breath, what I need is... And I decided that that was a song. So the song is kind of about this voice that I hear in my head all the time telling me what I need is sex, money, a good time. And and that's kind of, uh, I think, central to the human condition is we're always looking for this thing that I need that's going to make me happy. And this song at the end is saying that looking for what I need is probably not what's going to make you happy. So that is part of your religious perspective that what you need is not what's going to make you happy. Uh, are you anti-American? Yeah. Uh, one of the songs that I didn't include in this uh, list of songs because we had a limited amount of time, but which I greatly admire is a song by Peter Meyer. We're going to hear another one of his uh, later on here, but it's a song called, the line is, I'm waking up from the American dream. Well, to help us wake up, I think we need some music to rock us out of that dream. The song is What I Need. You'll hear it here performed by Bryce, who wrote it, and Yada, who accompanies him. What I Need. There's a voice in the back of my head that I hear Every moment that I am awake And it's whispering softly but oh so clear That I got the right to all I can take What I need, what I need, what I need It's a constant refrain running round in my brain What I need, what I need, what I need I think what I need is a roll in the hay With the next lovely lady I see But I ain't got a clue No, my voice doesn't say Just why she should want to roll with me What I need is to win Bucks pot and the lottery sweepstakes are bingo. Would wealth make me happy? Well, probably not. But at least then my pockets would jingle. What I need, what I need, what I need. It's a constant refrain running round in my brain. What I need, what I need, what I need I need chocolate, not an awful lot Just a pound or two a day And a glass of wine would be mighty fine Just to walk 
wash those blood sugar blues away. What I need, what I need, what I need. It's a constant refrain running round in my brain. What I need, what I need, what I need. What I need is a friend who'll be true to the end. And who'll be there each time that I call. But who won't hassle me. I need some privacy. what I need and you heard it performed by Bryce and Yada and that's off of a newly released CD I say newly released but the official release party is coming up very shortly when are you having the party to publicize to the whole world that sheer caffeine has been released it'll be uh, Saturday night May 31st 7:30 p.m. at the Mabel Tainter Theater in Menominee Wisconsin and uh, that's a dual CD release. Yada and I are releasing our CD, Sheer Caffeine, and my friend Yada also has collaborated with poet Timothy Young, and they're releasing their CD called Snow Has Fallen at the same time. So we're going to have a dual blowout. So, Bryce, that song, in terms of what it talks about, you know, not not reaching for your needs... What kind of religious, spiritual orientation does that have for you? Where does that come from? I guess it's sort of a vaguely Buddhist idea. I'm not a real deep or well-versed student of Buddhism, but I, I, when I read about the Four Noble Truths, it speaks to me that life is suffering, and suffering is caused by attachment. And if you're attached to, you know, if I'm attached to what I need and just trying to fulfill my own needs, the more I do that, the more those needs and wants multiply and the more caught up I get in trying to fulfill them and it's just a never-ending vicious circle. I just don't find myself finding peace or contentment when I do that. So the more I can let go of that and think about other people's needs or just accept you know, what's given to me as a gift the happier I am. What is your religious background? I don't think you were raised Buddhist. No, I was confirmed Lutheran when I was a kid. I kind of went through the motions of that uh, to make my mother happy, and uh, I can remember sitting in church, sort of astrally projecting myself to walk up the walls and up the arched roof of the ceiling and standing on the ceiling then looking up 
at the congregation on the way up above my head hanging from their pews. That was kind of how I amused myself in church. And after I um, left home and went off to college, I kind of experienced my own uh, dark night of the soul. I um, took a lot of drugs and was pretty messed up, and I was very depressed for about a year and a half and felt uh, totally lost and alone, and I had no idea whether life had any meaning for me or anybody. And uh, this next song that we're going to hear kind of talks about that feeling. Well, tell me about Stone Goose. Is it one that you wrote at the time when you were feeling some of this depression, or did it come around later to capture uh, your past? Well, I didn't really. I wasn't really writing this song consciously thinking about that period of my life, but I chose it for this program. I thought it would, looking back, that it probably was rooted in the, the feeling that this song is trying to catch is probably rooted in that time in my life. Just trying to describe a feeling of uh, utter aloneness and that uh, you just have to wait for a change that's going to come and you don't know what's going to bring it, but you just have to wait for it. The name of the song is Stone Goose. Where does this name come from or where does that image come from? Well, the song talks about your wings have turned to stone. So it's just about a feeling of being weighted down and not able to fly like you know that you're supposed to fly. It's Stone Goose, again, performed by Bryce and Yada from their newly released CD, Sheer Caffeine. Gray goose, all alone, standing silent in the snow, all your Friends have flown, and bitter winds they blow. Gray goose, stay loose, you cannot fly, but what's a you to cry and to moan? Your wings have turned to Stay loose, you cannot 
was Stone Goose. I heard you make a comment last night that Stone Goose, when you were putting the song together, that you thought that those were the kind of the dumb words. What were you talking about? Uh, the dumb words are when songwriters write a melody first, they'll just throw some words on it just to work with those words and, and see where the melody goes, even though then they, they might go back and completely change those words later. But in this case, the word stone goose popped into my head, and I just had this image of a goose made out of stone, and I worked with that and changed that to the wings turning to stone, the, the creature that's born to fly who is weighted down by sorrow and loneliness. So I'm guessing that you kind of identified with that stone goose yourself, the leaden, the concrete stone wings. Have you transcended that? Did you actually get to resurrection yourself? Well, that's why I've chosen this next song. This next song is from the album A Love Supreme by jazz great John Coltrane. This album is... Listening to this saved my life, I think. I was 20 years old. I had gone through a very long depression, and I I wanted to be a, a good hippie, and I kept trying these psychedelic drugs that my culture said, this was the answer, you're going to find enlightenment through this, and I just found myself more and more screwed up and alone feeling and every time I took these drugs I went to a place that looked a lot like hell but I thought it was supposed to be the other way so I kept doing it. So I'd done this to myself again and I was alone in the, a friend's house uh, in his room feeling myself sliding back into this horrible abyss that I'd been in so many times and wondering why I was doing this to myself and I'd put this record album on called A Love Supreme, and I laid back and went into that music, and it was mostly wordless music, but the album liner notes, uh, John Coltrane is talking about his own spiritual search, dedicating himself to God and falling away and then struggling to find his way back again. And as I listened to this music, suddenly I met this presence, and it was this white light presence that, and I just felt this wave of forgiveness wash over me. And I realized that if this was God I was meeting, it wasn't that God had to forgive me. It was that I had to forgive myself in order to experience this love that was being freely offered to me. And so I was able to let go of this uh, vast amount of self-loathing that I was holding on to. And I just felt this wave of love and forgiveness wash over me. And I know that I was on drugs at the time, but that was that released me. I never went back, and I never took those psychedelic drugs again. I know that that was a drug-induced experience, but ever since then, all of my seeking has been shaped by that experience of love and forgiveness. And whatever name you put on the divine, I know that it has to be unconditional love and forgiveness. It's certainly my experience. How much of this song would you like us to listen to? The album is set out in three or four major cuts. What portion should we listen to, and, and why this portion? Yeah, uh, we're just going to listen to a... It's, it's a very long 
uh, album, and it doesn't, isn't really divided up into short songs, and we only have a short amount of time here, so I'm suggesting we just listen to the first minute and a half of the uh, second track, which kind of has what feels to me like states the main theme of, of the song in John Coltrane's saxophone voice. And it evolves and it has piano solos and drum solos and bass solos and uh, sort of restates that theme and comes back to it. But I, I think if we just listen to this uh, minute and a half statement of it, that will give us a pretty good idea of it. So we're going to go to the second track on CD. It's from Love Supreme, John Coltrane, and this track is labeled Resolution. Coltrane, A Love Supreme, second track, Resolution, just the first uh, less than two minutes of that track. Uh, there's a lot more, and it's well worth checking out. It's some wonderful jazz. And it was song number three for Bryce Black's Song of the Soul. We're here visiting with Bryce today, hearing the music that's informed his spiritual journey. We're going on to item number four, which is You've had this experience, Bryce, on LSD, but you, you've turned around this depression, your self-loathing, you've, you've felt the universal love. So uh, does this mean you've got everything nailed down now? You've got all the answers. Well, not quite. And this next song is about not knowing the answers and embracing uncertainty. There's a lot of steps that I've gone through in my spiritual journey, and we won't try to go through them one by one, but at uh, one point in my life, I was attracted to uh, kind of the evangelical born-again strain of Christianity. Part of what attracted me to that was the certainty that I found in the people that I was hanging out with, and I really kind of envied that certainty, and I, uh, I sort of uh, was trying to vicariously see if it could rub off on me, but it didn't really work. 
my psyche is not one that can have certainty. That's just not how I'm made. So this next song is kind of about that. It's about that realization and embracing uncertainty and learning to use it as a positive force for a growth and a deepening of faith. The song is called Loving the Questions, and I wrote it. The chorus of the song is my paraphrase of a segment from uh, Letters to a Young Poet by German poet Rainer Maria Rilke. And the verses are kind of my meditation on uh, his thoughts about loving the questions. Who, what, where, when, why and how, with the which and whence, these little words can drive you mad or help your life make sense. Like seeds in fertile soil sown, they sprout, take root, unfold and grow. And yield new seeds a thousandfold The questions never end You've got to love, 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 love the questions And be patient with your heart Do not now try to seek the answers You are not ready to live them out The point is to live everything So live the questions now Perhaps you'll live into the answers Someday Somehow Sometimes I long for answers Questions burning, but I am forged from wandering, alloyed with doubt and yearning. Just when the answer's in my hand, it slips right through my fingers and it soaks into the thirsty sand. So slowly I've been learning. You've got to love, 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 love the questions And be patient with your heart Do not now try to seek the answers You are not ready to live them out The point is to live everything So live the questions now Perhaps you'll live into the answers Someday
medicine to be swallowed every day Or facts you must cram for the final exam Where God gives you a grade But I believe in the bursting birth in water Cry in the night of a new son or daughter And love that loves what is not just what ought to be I believe in mystery You got to love, 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 love the questions And be patient with your heart Do not now try to seek the answers You are not ready to live them out The point is to live everything So live the questions Perhaps you'll live into the answers Someday That was Loving the Questions, Bryce Black performing with Yada on their new CD, Sheer Caffeine. You were saying that this embracing of not knowing the answers, of living into the questions, that this was intrinsic to your personality. You tried out evangelical born-again Christians and didn't find that fit. So where did you go from there? Well, I... I guess I came uh, back to the fold of being a Quaker. I had my wife and I had been attending a Quaker meeting uh, for a couple of years, and we then left for a couple of years to uh, attend this evangelical church. Part of, I guess, what made us decide that wasn't for us is that we could translate in our heads the language we were hearing and some of the things that didn't really work for us. We could translate that and just focus on the love of God and the saving grace. But when our kids started going to Sunday school and we found out that the Sunday school teacher was telling these six-year-old kids that they were sinners and they had to repent and accept Jesus as their personal savior as they were going to hell, we just decided this doesn't work for us. We don't feel this is the way to teach kids about the love of God. So we we uh, decided that we would return to going to Quaker meeting and found that friends have a very great diversity of belief and they kind of embrace that diversity and respect each person's pursuit of their spiritual path that we're all seeking together as a community, trying to figure out together what the truth is. And it's uh, friends believe in progressive revelation. We believe that it's a process that is still going on today, the same process of people trying to figure out what the truth is that resulted in the writing of the Bible and other sacred scriptures. It's the same process that each one of us is going through and that we can go through together and help each other to continue this ongoing process of discerning what the truth is. Let's hop right to your next song, 
which is Holy Now, which I think kind of talks about that transition between childhood religion and what you perceive now as an adult. At least that's how I interpret the song. Why did you pick this, and what does it mean to you? Yeah, this is a song called Holy Now by an artist named Peter Meyer. In this song, he's talking about a kind of a transition uh, he's gone through in his own life to perceiving that everything is holy, everything is a miracle. I'm going to relate this to an experience that I had a couple of years ago. I had just been in a doctor's office uh, where I was told that I had a tumor that was possibly benign and possibly not benign, and I kind of went into shock. I had to, got real white and almost fainted. I had to lay down and, for a while, and then uh, when my wife and I, I got up and walked out of that office, I guess my wife had to go back into the office and make a phone call, and I laid down in the grass out by the parking lot. It was a very, very hot summer day. And I laid on my back in the grass looking up at the blue sky and it was up way up high. It was really windy. And I lay on my back and looked at the blue sky and looking at these white fluffy clouds. And one cloud was floating right over me. I looked at that cloud and I said, this cloud is a mirror. This is me. And I could see the cloud was a beautiful, white, glowing, fluffy entity that was just glowing with this aura of life and energy, but I could see the edges of it, and it was just, it was also just wispy. It was fading. As it blew along the sky, I could see the edges of it. I could see the water molecules drifting off into the air and reforming, and it was totally amorphous and shifting as it went, and I realized this was my life, that I was an impermanent collection of water molecules moving through life in this particular temporary shape, and that somehow this made me realize that every moment is a precious holy gift and that I have to live my life as if each moment is my last moment and as if it matters and as if it's a gift that I, I can give to somebody else and uh, everything is holy now When I was a boy each week on Sunday we would go to church and pay attention to the holy word and consecrate the holy bread and everyone would kneel and bow today the only difference is everything is holy now everything 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 is holy now In Sunday school, we would learn about the time Moses split the sea in two, and Jesus made the water wine. And I remember feeling sad, miracles don't happen still. But now I can't keep track, cause everything's a miracle, 
everything, everything, everything's a miracle. Used to be a world half there, heaven's second rate hand me down. But I walk it with a reverend air, cause everything is holy Peter Mayer, Holy Now is the song from his album Million Year Mind. It's one of several songs that Bryce Black has chosen for his Song of the Soul here today. We've progressed through a lot of your life here, Bryce. That last song, Holy Now, has the kids starting out in what I presume is Catholic Church. He refers to a priest. Did you go through that same transition 
Did you not grow up believing that everything was holy as a Lutheran child? When did you incorporate that belief into your life? Well, to be honest, I don't think I thought about religion that much when I was a kid. It was just sort of a thing that was imposed on me from the outside, and I went through the motions to make the powers that be happy. So I didn't really think about whether anything was holy now or any other time. For me, it was just a formality to get out of the way as fast as I could. Even when you were an aspiring hippie, didn't you think that everything was peace, love, and wonderful? Yeah, that was the official party line. My experience was that I was desperately unhappy. So that was something I was struggling with, was trying to figure out why being a part of this great movement of the counterculture for uh, sex and drugs and rock and roll and peace and love and happiness wasn't making me happy. You mentioned, Bryce, that you're part of this gospel choir down in Pepin. And I think we got a song here coming up that kind of combines your love of gospel with some of the troubles that you went through. Here I go putting words in your mouth. Why did you include this song, Trouble of This World, in this collection for your Song of the Soul? Well, you're right that I included it because I love gospel music from the African-American tradition, and I wanted to put this in here so I could uh, plug my gospel choir that I'm part of. I also put it in here because I love the song Holy Now, which is talking about how everything is a miracle, everything is holy. But at the same time, you know, I feel the tension between that the aspiration to believe that and the fact that life sucks sometimes that there is evil there's injustice there's oppression there's troubles and there's people who have to live under the weight of their troubles i can under very much relate to that and to the aspiration to want to leave these troubles and move to a better world you know that speaks to part of my condition too as well as the holy now is to be rescued to be divinely rescued from these trials and tribulations that life puts us through sometimes and to be taken to a better place. I think that's also a beautiful religious sentiment that I honor, and that's why I've chosen this song to hear at this time, Trouble of This World by the Gospel Quartet, The Lanfordaires. Traveling through this 
Coming with the troubles, oh Lord, the troubles. With God, I soon will be done with the trouble of this world. I'm going hard to live with God, my Lord, I soon will be done with the trouble of this world. With the trouble of this world, with the trouble of this world, I soon will be done with the trouble of this world. I'm going hard to live with God, my Lord, and going up to see King Jesus. Shake it, love it, hand. Tell him about my trouble. Traveling through this land. Lord, I soon will be done with the trouble of this world. With the trouble of this world. With this great God, I soon will be done with the trouble of this world. I'm going home to live with God, my Lord, I soon. That was the Landford Heirs with Trouble of This World on the Essential Gospel Sampler. So, Bryce, I don't think I have to guess very hard. Which of the voices on that song was the one you want to be? Well, I'm scatting along with that bass guy. <laughs> you know, in that song, they talk a fair amount about afterlife. You know, it's like, this world sucks. I want to get on to the next one where things are good. And all well, that can certainly be a hopeful vision. Does it relate to the way you visualize this world, the afterworld, whatever? Does does that relate to actually the religious, spiritual truth that you hold internally? I try not to get hung up on thinking about uh, what's going to happen after we die. I, I think about that like anybody does, but uh, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen on the other side, if there is another side. I believe that we can live our lives in the here and now in accordance with the kingdom of God, that salvation in the here and now consists of living for something more than ourselves, living for God, for Christ, for the greater good of the people around us, for the greater good of our planet, and that the more we let go of our own self and die to our individual wants and needs, the more we do that, the more we experience fullness and wholeness in this life, and the more we can let go of our loneliness. And if we get to go live in heaven on the other side of that gate that we can't see through, that's icing on the cake. It's a good description you gave, Bryce. Speaking of icing on the cake, you've picked one more song, and this song clearly is the final topping that we needed on this song of the soul you're presenting. It's the thing that wraps it all up into a unity. Tell us about Baylor Twine. Yeah, I am not exactly sure why I picked Baylor Twine to wrap it all up. 
I've written a lot of songs, and some of the ones that people like the best are the funny ones, so I thought I'd go out on a, a humorous note. This song is kind of joyfully goofy. It's about the most useful substance known to man, Baylor twine. To me, it's also, in a strange way, it's a song about saving the world. It's a song about using the little overlooked things to make changes in your life. It's a song about finding usefulness and value in the little, small, unimportant things that we want to throw away. And it's a song just about, it's just a song about finding joy. It's joy in the shape of a tool used to bundle ruminant fodder. The song is Baylor Twine. You'll hear it here performed by Bryce Black and Yada on their CD, Sheer Caffeine. Driving home from the home improvement store On my roof was a bundle of two-by-fours I figured I didn't have very far to go When all at once there arose such a clatter I slammed on my brakes to see what was the matter Saw tinker toys and toothpicks scattered up and down the road Secure your load with Baylor Twine To bundle room and fodder it was designed And if you got something to securely find You ought to try Baylor Twine Baylor Twine To bundle room and fodder it was designed if you got something to securely find, you ought to try Baylor Twine. It was Saturday morning and the woodshed was bare, so I bundled myself against the January air. Threw my saw on the wagon and I fired up my Ford and Well, the tractor pulled ahead, but the wagon stayed behind. Cause my doggone hitch pain I could not find, but that ubiquitous substance came to the rescue again. I hitched her up with Baylor Twine to bundle room and fodder it was designed. And if you got something to securely find, you ought to try Baylor Twine. Baylor Twine to bundle room and fodder it was designed. And if you got something to securely find, Ought to try Baylor Twine. So if your bond belt's busted and your truck is on the blink, or you got to keep your toddler from the drain underneath the sink, or your pit bulls taking chunks out of the polar brush mine. If you got to connect one object to the next, but you're broke and the hardware store won't take your checks, you got to use a technology at Han. I recommend Baylor Twine To bundle ruminant fodder it was designed And if you got something to securely find You ought to try Baylor Twine Baylor Twine To bundle ruminant fodder it was designed And if you got something to securely find You ought to try Baylor Twine now the former Soviet Union, it crumbled into bits And the former Yugoslavia ain't nothing but the bits And the former human race don't seem so far behind 
Yeah, it's a messed up world and I don't understand it But maybe we can mend our poor broken planet With a little bit of love and a whole lot of Baylor twine We're talking about Baylor twine To bundle room and the father it was designed If you got something to securely find You ought to try Baylor twine Baylor twine, the bundle room in it, father, it was designed. If you got something to securely find, you ought to try Baylor twine, Baylor twine. That was Baylor twine, Bryce Black and Yada. Thanks so much, Bryce, for joining me today for Song of the Soul. And now go out and enjoy a wonderful summer day. Thanks, Mark. I really appreciated being on. That was a Song of the Soul interview with singer-songwriter from Chippewa Valley, Bryce Black. You can find more info about him and his music on his website, BryceBlack.com. Or, perhaps if you don't know how to spell Bryce, you can just find the link via my NorthernSpiritRadio.org site. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. So